bandwidth for Cloth Talk is brought to you by the Scout History Project. Join us at www.scouthistory.net. Cloth Talk, number 20, in one accord. Welcome to Cloud Talk. Uh, I'm Tim Hall, and uh, actually in this accord, uh, <laughs> Honda is uh, Ben Killen and uh, Chris Brightwell, and we're all in the same space. That's very unusual not to be in virtual space for us. Uh, ben, uh, Chris, how y'all doing today? <laughs> doing pretty good. I can't believe this is actually the first Cloud Talk that we've ever recorded where we've all been in the same place at the same time, even in the same state, I think. That's right, even though we are moving down the road at 60 miles an hour, <laughs> it's about the only time we'll have to do this, uh, being the holidays and everybody's time so valuable. I think uh, you all understand that, uh, how things get a little crazy around the holidays, especially if you have family that you travel to see. Right, right. I, all I know, I mean, the, the way I was bribed into this car is I heard we were going to get ice cream or something. Is that, I mean, is that not true? Yep, ice cream. That's it. I, I just didn't tell you it was in Huntsville. Oh, So we could see no. Chris. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, all right. Yeah, I still don't have any ice cream either, so. <laughs> of course, it's just 38 degrees outside. Do you really want ice cream? I was thinking a hot bowl of chili might be better. <laughs> Maybe so. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take that instead. Coming up later this episode, our friend uh, uh, Brandon Ellis did some interviews at his Lodge's uh, Fall Fellowship, and I'm going to put Ben on the spot and let him pronounce that. Oh, my. See, I, can I, do know it. That. I can do it. Okay, okay. Chris. Soyosi Sagali. Soyosi Sagali Lodge. Ah, all right. Number 70. And they had a Fall Fellowship or a winter, their winter fellowship here not too long ago, and Brandon, uh, with courage and great. Uh, great uh, talent went out and talked to some of the traders and talked to some people there at the um, at the event and I think he did a great job and it'll probably be a shorter show but uh, we're going to be featuring those coming up a little bit later with uh, Brandon and uh, his lodge members so <laughs> we look forward to hearing hearing those. I'm just laughing because I'm sure that you could probably hear the turn signal on the recording there. I don't know if that's audible, but this is, I just got to say, this is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's probably pretty dangerous. <laughs> okay. Well, this is like, don't drink in podcasts. I think maybe you should get t-shirts or something. Drive in podcasts. Yeah. Uh, we're not drinking. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Don't do the other what one. Was either. that a Freudian slip, Ben? <laughs> Don't do the other one either. We're always looking for interesting stories here at Cloth Talk. It doesn't have to be anything super fantastic. It's not something, uh, you know, it, it, you don't have to be a super trader. What we're looking for are the stories behind the patches. The patch itself just becomes an item of conversation that helps us to recall a particular event or a particular story. You know, it might be something your scoutmaster told you or something that happened on a campout or even at a district camporee. Just a great little story like that that we all have lived through with scouting and we're trying to record these stories. If you've got one, or if you just need to get in touch with us here at Cloth Talk, the whole gang, all four of us, will get email if you just send it to clothtalk at clothtalk.com. That's clothtalk at clothtalk.com. We would love to hear your story. So drop us a note. Tell us you've got something, and we'll be back in touch with you, I promise. 
Cloud Talk at CloudTalk.com. Ben, you're going to tell us how to sign up for that e-newsletter? Yeah, yeah, it's really easy. All you have to do is go to our webpage, clothtalk.com, and then click on the right-hand side with a little merit badge there that says CT on it. Um, and on that page, uh, on the left-hand side, like where the menu is, at the bottom there's a little box, like a, a little input box. You can just type your email address in there, hit enter or click submit uh, below, and it will pop up this page that just verifies your email address, and you type in a little code there and uh, what that will do is actually sign you up for our e-newsletter uh, we're not going to spam you we're not going to send you a ton of email what we will do is you'll get a note in your email inbox every two weeks when we post a new episode uh, and that way you won't have to remember to come back to the website and, and listen to the show every two weeks uh, and if you're like me that really comes in handy because I have a terrible memory uh, oftentimes so a little email reminder is perfect uh, if you want to keep track of the show. It's also a good way for us to keep tabs on how many people are listening. Uh, there's also uh, uh, a link on the top right of the page, of every page of, of the uh, uh, website there. You, you can get to the same thing from there. Um, so do that. You can also subscribe through iTunes. Just if you have iTunes installed on your computer, it's a free download from Apple. You just type in Cloth Talk in the podcast directory search. And last time I checked, we were the first result uh, if you do that. So uh, pretty easy. And always, as if you have questions, just send, a, send us an email at clothtalk at clothtalk.com. And uh, we would be happy to assist you in subscribing to the show. Well, uh, Chris is getting ready to do our, our wiki tip. Just just a minute. Hey, guys. What, is it, what does it mean when there's... This blue flashing thing in your rear view. Oh me! Oh no! Uh, I tell you what, uh, uh, Chris, can you do that wiki tip, and uh, I'll just get out here and see what this uh, oh, uh, no. this uh, trooper uh, here uh, wants. Yeah, I've just got a quick and dirty wiki tip. Uh, there's been some confusion on how to actually edit a page, and I guess the problem is when you go to edit a page, there are several opportunities to click on the word edit. At the very top of a page, there'll be a link that says edit this page, and that'll let you edit. The entire page at once. However, if you want to edit a specific section, across from each header for that section will be a, a small edit link. And if you click on that edit link, you'll click you, you'll you'll go to a, an edit page where you can edit only that section. So if you've got a page that's 10 miles long and you only want to edit one little bitty two foot chunk of it, you find the little edit link at the ne next to the chunk that you want to edit, and you click on that, and you'll edit just that portion. But if you want to edit several portions at once. Click at the top where it says edit this page and you're good to go. Hey, has uh, anyone got a few bucks I can borrow? Uh, like, uh, you know, maybe $300 for uh, speeding? Uh, I'm all out. I think that ice cream just just was my last few dollars there. Uh, let's make a run for it. Okay. <laughs> this is Brandon Ellis for Cloth Talk. I'm here with uh, Daniel Sink from Soy of Cigali Lodge. And I'm uh, just going to ask him a couple questions about uh, what he's trading. So, Daniel, can you tell us a little bit about... What you're trading tonight? And what you're looking for? I'm trading anything really that I've gotten at any event I've gone to. Mostly uh, old Noak stuff that I dug out of the closet. Uh, I'm trying to get some of the the newer Soyotsi stuff that I hadn't had a chance to get lately. Excellent. And uh, how did you get started trading patches? Well, as soon as I came in, uh, you know, after the ordeal, you walk around and you see a bunch of the guys. They're all sitting around trading in the evening before they go to bed, and I thought, wow, you know, that's really cool. So uh, I, I decided to give it a shot, and it's kind of addicting once you get started. I definitely agree. And uh, just real quick, two quick standard questions. Um, first part is, what patch do you have in your collection that means the most to you? And second part being, 
if there's any one patch or anything you're looking for right now, what would it be? Well, uh, I think the one that would mean the most to me um, it would be the 98 Soviet NOAC. Since that was my first NOAC and really the first big event I got to go with uh, the Lodge to, uh, that, that kind of has a special place in my patch book. Uh, and, hmm, what would I want the most now? I don't know. Uh, let's go with any of the harder-to-get URIs. Uh, those could be uh, nice in the book as, as well, I guess. Definitely agree. All right, well, thanks a lot, Dan. I appreciate it. This is Brandon Ellis here for... Uh, Cloth Talk. I'm here with Jacob Wilson. Jacob Wilson. And uh, Jake is new to patch collecting. He's just starting out. He's an ordeal member in our lodge. And so, uh, Jacob, can you tell me what exactly got you started wanting to collect and trade patches? Uh, the catchy colors. Catchy colors, all right. So I notice you've got just a few right now, and uh, you're working towards getting some more, I'm, I'm guessing. So, do you have a, a game plan or a strategy for? Um, working on trading and stuff? I'm trying to get one patch, one good patch for one that is okay. Trying to get them built up better and better and better as we go. Okay. Um, So you having much luck tonight? You finding any decent trading? Uh, Yeah, I got a couple good ones. Couple good ones. You find everybody being pretty helpful, trying trying to help you out as a new collector, trying to give you some breaks? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Excellent. Um, so is there anything in particular you're looking for? Any uh, special type, like patches with turtles or patches from our lodge or any other lodge in particular? Anything special? I'm looking for a snowbird. Snowbird. So that's the uh, Soyo Sigali S5, I believe. Okay. Well, um, we've got two standard questions we'd like to ask everyone, and that is what patch do you have in your collection that means the most to you? And the second part would be which patch would you love to add to your collection? Any patch you want, okay? Uh, my favorite patch that I have right now is the Soyo Sisigali uh, Lodge Flap. The, the standard S1? Yes. Okay. And uh, if I could have any patch right now, I would have the Snowbird. Okay, great. So there you have it. We got the uh, favorite flap being the standard S1 and the, uh, the ideal patch right now being our... Uh, our 1998 Conclave issue of uh, Christmas at Conclave, the Snowbird. All right, well, uh, thank you a ton, Jake, and I uh, hope you uh, best of luck with your patch trade. Uh, I'm with Kelly Everhart. He's a longtime patch trader, and I'm um, going to ask him a couple questions. Kelly, uh, so what are you looking for tonight? Um, well, I look for URA patches, Lodge 208 and Lodge 70. I've uh, been looking for a NOAC two-piece delegate set. From uh, Soyo Tisigali? Right. Excellent. I understand it's going to be a kind of tough one to get a hold of. Well, uh, Kelly, how did you get started trading and collecting patches? When I was, uh, got in OA when I was a boy, when I was uh, 14, it set me on fire about patches, and I've been collecting them ever since. Did you have anyone that maybe helped you out when you were uh, a youth, some uh, some older scouts or maybe some kids your own age? That... Yeah, they was a uh, Boy that I well, actually drove my bus in high school, in school, Randy Kearns. He's who helped me get started. Excellent. Yeah, it's always good to have some help from some people that have a little experience and everything. What is the uh, maybe the one or two pieces in your collection that mean the most to you? It could be a lodge flap or an event flap. And the second part is if there was any one patch right now you could add to your collection, what would it be? Well, 
the the favorite patch I've got is a URA patch that's uh, best of my knowledge was made in 1950 for a neckerchief and the one I've got it's the only one I've ever actually seen and everybody that I know in you know that knows much about these patches I only know one other guy that says he's ever seen one so it's a pretty rare patch pretty hard to come by and you just yeah. kind of stumbled across yeah. that one and if I could have anything I wanted right now, it would be a big URA oval. I don't big have URA oval. Yeah, there's two different ones. I don't have either one of them. So it sounds like you're a URA man through and through as far as your collecting and trading goes. Yeah, URA is yeah. This is Brandon Ellis for Claw Talk. I'm here with uh, Lauren Everhart. And uh, Lauren's out here at the uh, Fall Fellowship Trading of Patches. And uh, Lauren, could you just give us a quick insight as to how you got started trading patches? Uh, I came to Fall Fellowship with my dad when I first got into OA. And uh, somebody gave me a patch, and it kind of got me started. I understand. Definitely, we get that first patch, it kind of lights the fire, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you, you got any really interesting stories about uh, some patches you may have came across or a really great deal you did or anything like that? Uh, not really. I mean, just, you know, traded out, started with small, and then traded back and forth in little at a time. Okay. You know, how do you, you know, I know uh, your dad, I, I talked to him early, earlier, and uh, I know you guys do a little bit with eBay. How do you think eBay's affected the way we trade patches? Well, it's a, I think it's a good way for us to get things that are passed out of our, large at, our lodge at NOAC to come back. It's a good way for us to buy stuff and get it back toward our way. Okay, excellent. I agree. Although I, I kind of feel like sometimes uh, eBay kind of kills off a little bit of the trade because, you know, why go out and... Spend the time to drop. Yeah, it does kind of tend to kill the price. I agree. What's your favorite patch, uh, or the patch that means the most to you? And second part is, if you could have any one patch right now, what would it be? Uh, probably the patch that means the most to me would be the um, probably the first one I got because I mean that's the one that got me started. It's a it's a little old camp patch from Tuscarora. Okay. And uh, I'd probably have the. Uh, S2 Kiawe if I could have anything right now because I'd finish off my Kiawe set. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, there's, there's always that one just holding you back from a complete set and it kind of kills until you get it, doesn't it? Yeah. All right, well, Lauren, thanks a lot for your time, but I really appreciate it. I'm here with Andrew Cressula, and uh, he's uh, collecting and trading some patches tonight, and uh, just got a couple questions for you, Andrew. Uh, first off, how did you get started in uh, collecting and trading patches? Um, well, I got started. My dad travels a lot for his job. And whenever he'd go to a um, town, he'd always find the local council, and he'd always go in and grab their CSP or their flap. And so he'd bring them home, and he'd give them to me. And so he was the one who really got me started. And then I started going, uh, started going to a couple trading, traderies, and, you know, council campery. Kind of traded a bit here and there, but I really started to get big into patch trading at Jamboree when that was basically the currency for everything. And... <laughs> Everyone needed patches, and I was trading left and right, and I got really in love with it, and I've been trading heavily ever since. Um, yeah. That's excellent. That's an excellent answer. Um, so now, how do you feel about uh, trading at, at Jamborees and stuff? You, you, you did mention that it's kind of the currency for everything. Did you have any really interesting experiences at uh, Jamboree trading patches? Did you maybe swap a patch or some food or, or anything wild like that you want to tell us about? Uh, well, I don't have any stories about myself, no, but I do know someone who actually traded his iPod for a set of patches. Wow. And yeah. that's 
probably was, the most interesting story that I have. Wow, no, was this a uh, full-size iPod? And it, was a, it was a full-size iPod, 30 wow. gig. Wow. Yes. So it must have been a pretty nice set of patches. Yeah, it was. Excellent, excellent. Must have been a darn nice set. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, well, what are you uh, currently collecting? Well, as of right now, I'm trying to get a full set of Soyoti Sagali flaps. Um, and apart from that, I basically just collect anything and everything. Um, I'm, I'm not as much into um, the dangles or the promotional patches. I just like the CSPs, the flaps, and the pocket patches. Just to try to get any of those. And, you know, I just look for anything that catches my eye. Sometimes I'll just try to go for something that everyone else likes just to see if I can get it and then trade it for something else. Yep. Um, basically anything that I like. Great, excellent. Yeah, it's, it's always a good idea, in my opinion, to, uh, if there's something with a, a really heavy trend of uh, trading to get a hold of, then you, you can maybe leverage into something you, you really want. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. Well, um, Andrew, i got a couple more quick questions for you. Um, have you bought any patches on eBay? Uh, no, I have not, actually. Okay. Do you have any opinions on how eBay and uh, buying patches that way uh, affects our hobby as far as the trading aspect goes? Well, you know, I prefer to trade patches for patches. But I know some people don't trade patches, but they want some patches, you know, and if they're willing to, you know, give money for them, then I'd rather trade patches, but I am willing to sell. I understand. Great. Yeah, it's uh, it really does kind of helps put a value on things and uh, brings a lot of old stuff to the surface, I think, too. If you uh, if there's one patch in your collection, one flap or a CSP or a round or anything in particular that uh, just holds a special place in your heart it would never be traded, it's real sentimental, uh, what it is, and maybe why, and uh, the second part is if there was any one patch or maybe a couple that you would like to add to your collection right now, what would it be? Uh, that's a tough one. I'd have to say that what I personally think is the most valuable um, that set of patches I have is the Halo set from 2005 National Jamboree. That was, um, I'm sure that went really well. That one was a very hard one to get, and I was one of the few people that got the entire set of them in. I had a lot of people asking for them, but I just kept them just because, I mean, that was the set that someone traded for his iPod, and I, that's one of those sets that I didn't think was, they were okay, but it was one that everyone wanted, and I was able to get it, and I had to trade quite a deal for it. Yeah, I think you would agree with me when uh, when I say that the, the biggest thrill about patch trading is the hunt. I mean, find a patch you really love, you really like, and then tracking it down and, 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 and nailing it. Isn't that mm-hmm. great? That's a great feeling. Okay, well, uh, and the second part, again, is if you could have any one or a couple patches to add to your collection right now, what would it be? Right now, I would like the 2002 Soyotsi Sagali Workday Flap for Conclave, and I would like the 2004 10th Anniversary Spring Fellowship Pocket Flap, because those are the two that I need to finish my Soyotsi collection. Do you have any advice for any other young scouts, young airmen starting out collecting? Well, if you really like your lodges patches, go ahead and get those. And after that, just go with what you like, what looks cool and stuff, because after that, you can just go with it. After you get what you really want, it doesn't really matter anymore, so you can just get what you like, what you think looks cool and stuff. So that's about it. So just, if you have something specific in mind, go for it, and then from there, it's, it's wide open. You can just go with anything that tickles your fancy, huh? Yeah. What patch do you have in your collection or in your uh, personal stock that uh, means the most to you? And second part would be, what patch, if there was any one patch you could add to your collection right now, what would it be? 
Okay, um, the one that I had to say means the most to me is the one that Brandon Ellis gave me with two wolves in the snow, and they're like in the woods and stark. That one's really cool. And if I could have one patch right now, I would really like a Kiawe uh, S4. The S4? The, the standing otter? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. If that's what you say, and uh, thank you for the uh, the flattering compliment that my patch that I gave you was the, uh, the important one. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate the interview, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Hey, a couple of exciting things that are coming uh, in the very near future. Uh, I know some of you probably read uh, John Pinnell's blog at blog.oaimages.com. And if you can't remember that URL, there's a link uh, off the main uh, OA Images site to it. But John always has some great, interesting comments. Uh, keeps his finger pretty much on the pulse of the patch world. may not be the most current, but it's certainly probably the most current that's uh, nationally known. And John's going to, uh, we hope, uh, be making an appearance regularly uh, on the show and bringing some of that uh, information with him. And we just really look forward to that in 2007. And by the way, this is the last podcast of 2006. This is it, everybody. This is New Year's Eve, if you're listening to this, the day that it's released. So all the Cloth Tuck gang here wants to say, Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year. Out of the way! Oh, excuse me. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. That, that guy's driving crazy. Um, one thing we do want to tell you about, too, is uh, if you're surfing... You might even be surfing eBay right now. We, we uh, unfortunately don't have internet connectivity here in the car, um, but uh, it, you may be surfing eBay right now. One of the best ways to help share the word about Cloth Talk is to put a link to our show in, in all of your eBay auctions because everyone knows that everyone who collects and trades patches surfs around eBay all the time. So um, if you go to our website, there's a little link uh, in the left-hand navigation that says eBay uh, or something like that. And you could click on there and there's a little little uh, text box of code, uh, HTML code that you can put in there and just paste that into the description of your eBay item and it will put a little image there that will say, hey, I listen to Cloth Talk, you should too. And you can click on it and it will bring you directly to our website. Um, so if you want to do that, if you love the show, you enjoy it, please do that and help spread the word. Also, just tell your friends about it if you enjoy it. Uh, email your colleagues that you trade patches with uh, and that will help spread the word and get uh, Cloth Talk uh, listeners uh, to spread out all over the world. Hey, you know, I do uh, take a look at those web blogs and all, all the internationals that are out there. I, I'm seeing a lot of hits from Spain, from the Russian Federation, from Czechoslovakia. Uh, thank you for listening, uh, scouts and scouters all over the world. We certainly do appreciate it. Uh, we would love to do something on uh, patch collecting or, um, or what do they call it, badge collecting uh, in the uh, international uh, arena. So if you have an expertise that way or know someone that is, please send them a note. Cloth Talk, uh, send them our email address, uh, clothtalk at clothtalk.com, and we'd love to get in touch with you. Most of our uh, interviews are done over the Internet, uh, and internationally or domestically there is virtually no connection fees. So we can tell you how to hook up really quick with us, and we would love to talk to you. So thank you very much for uh, all you internationals and the outlying U.S. military. We uh, very uh, much appreciate the jobs that you're doing. We 
know that it's a difficult time of year to be away from home, but we sure appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, also want to, of course, as always, thank Daniel Hodge, who uh, wrote and composed the music that you're probably listening to right now. Uh, we always appreciate everything he's done to, to help us out here at Cloth Talk. Uh, also want to thank Chris and Tim, you guys. Cool to actually hang out with you for once when we're recording. And also we have our first ever live studio audience for a Cloth Talk recording. Our, our new buddy Colin just happens to be in the car and he's been sitting quietly the whole time so we certainly appreciate that thanks colin for coming along on the ride with us today and uh, a special thanks to everyone in kusa shows today who who we've been working with uh, on a special project that maybe you'll hear about on a later episode of cloth talk uh, but thanks to you as well for listening and thanks for sharing the word about cloth talk hope to see you again in the new year yeah, brandon ellis did a great job appreciate that brandon this is cloth talk we'll see you next year bringing you the history of scouting through collectibles.